Hey y'all, thank you so much for tuning in for another Magical Monday here at BDE. Before the episode starts, I just wanted to take a second and say we are sending so much love and holding everyone in our hearts who have been hurt by the past week's events, the events over the weekends. We stand by you, we stand beside you because Black Lives Matter. Please take the time today to donate, to call your reps, and to continue spreading joy. Here at BDE, we are going to continue to share laughter and joy and stupidity and magic each week because we think it is vital in times like these. We are here for you in every way possible. Now on to the episode. Y'all, I am Tyler Meredith, and welcome to another episode of BDE, Big Disney Energy, baby! Let's make some magic! Y'all, thank you for joining me on another episode of BDE, Big Disney Energy. I am so honored and blessed to have one of my favorite humans in the world with us today. She is an incredible actor, incredible writer, and host of my absolute favorite podcast, Brown Eyed Unicorn, the one, the only, bow down to your queen, Hannah Brown. Oh my gosh, that was a beautiful introduction. Thank you so much for having me, Tyler. It's an honor and a privilege to be on BDE. I'm so, so thrilled to dive in with you. Oh my gosh. Um, So I like to start off every episode by asking the same three questions. Number one, what is your relationship to Disney, Hannah Brown? What is my relationship to Disney? Okay, Mm -hmm. so it's been kind of like an evolving journey for me because as a little kid, I was like a Disney head. I was like obsessed. Mm -hmm. When I first went to Disney World, I was three years old. And when I left, I like cried and like freaked (laughs) the fuck out because I was like, I thought we were moving here. Like I thought this was just life now. Um, And then then as I grew up, I kind of turned and I think I took an aggressively sour turn a few years ago because I dated a guy who was a Disney head and he was not a very likable person. And so it kind of sucked. And luckily I had, you know, you and Jeff on the socials to like remind me that like Disney heads are good people. Sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes. (laughs) Yeah. Like can be great. And, Mm -hmm. you know, you guys, I think are my most aspirational, you know, Disney couple friends. Um, Because you guys are like chic about it. And not everyone's chic about it the way you guys are. You know what I mean? Um, Thank you. So yeah, I have I have a complicated relationship and I also want to say I was kind of a Don Bluth kid. Like I was really into like American sure. Tale, you know, oh. Anastasia. I mean, um, I mean if those a are like a doodle. Oh, yeah. a sensible rock a doodle. Like that truly yeah. those are honorary like Disney canon films. Absolutely. Yes. I mean, how could you grow up like in the 90s and not love those films? Classics. Well, and did you know that Don Bluth used to be a Disney animator and he no. was like Yes, he was like, I want to make some dark shit. And Disney was like, well, you can't do that. We're Disney. And he's like, well, fuck you then. I'm going to go make my own movies. And he did. And I truly, I have such a, now my heart is big enough for all the movies. Mm-hmm, but, mm-hmm. you know, I remember growing up, I was like, oh my God, I like had this crisis. I was like, am I a Disney kid or a Don Bluth kid? I don't know. <laughs> That's hard. And still, like, I appreciate that he was like, you know what? I want to go make movies about uh, immigration and immigrants uh-huh. going on journeys <laughs> to like pursue their dreams and realize they're princesses. I mean, yeah, it's dark shit and it's all so well animated. That makes so much sense. 
It's so beautiful. Also, I want to say too, mm-hmm. this quarantine is making me question who I am because yesterday I was thinking <laughs> I want to go to Disneyland when this is over. And generally I have to be in a very specific headspace to want to go to Disneyland because I'm mm-hmm. like, what lines and like running around like physical activity. You know, like usually I'm more of like, I want like a Nancy Myers adjacent luncheon, like on a balcony with a lot of white wine in the middle of the day, followed by a nap. Know yourself. Right. But not now. I want to stand in line with my fucking friends, catch up on the last three months of our lives or Mm -hmm. however fucking long this is going to be. Mm-hmm. And then get on a ride, feel the wind whip through my oh hair, my be accelerated, take a fucking picture with, you know, a princess, yes. eat a funnel cake, get a little drunk. <laughs> I, I want it all. So I've come back around all this to say. Oh my God. That's the best news I've ever heard. I mean, if there was a silver line, lining to like our quarantine as friends, um, I mean, and maybe for the entire country, they should look at you as an example. Like we, yeah, thank you. Yeah, we've gotten you into the headspace where when I come to LA again, when flying maybe is allowed question mark, you know, then we must go. We would have the best time. We'd have the well, best and time. I feel like I need, you know, how like you can't travel with every single friend. Like True. your traveling styles might be different. I feel True. like people's Disney styles are different. And yeah. I feel like you and Jeff are great about being like, yes, we're going to hit a lot of fucking rides. Okay. Yeah. We're going to strategize those rides, but we're also going to stop to like eat and we're going to take yes. breaks if we want. And we're also going to like have some alcohol. Like yes. I want that healthy balance, you know? Yeah. That's, and I feel like if you're going with people who don't go all the time, you really got to be like, cool, what is important to you? Let's do those things. Like, I'm not going to, yeah, like drag you to tower of terror and be like, cool, we're going to go on this six times. I would never do that. Cause that ride is horrifying, but you know, just, you know, you yeah. got to keep it personalized to who you're with obviously. Totally. Uh, it's like Peter Pan is the 30 second ride, but like, it's an incredible 30 seconds. And I will not go to Disneyland without getting on that ride at least once. Oh my God. Same. I w- that is the ride that I would wait in line an hour and a half for, even if it's 30 seconds yeah. long. It's so, it is, yeah. it is transcendent. I will say. It is. Um, it's perfect. What are your top three Disney movies? Okay, Tyler, this was a Sophie's choice. And, you know, you told me offline not to fill up your spot here. You told me that you can tell a lot about a person based on their favorite Disney movies. It's the question I ask on every first date, which is probably why I ended up marrying your dear friend, Jeff Kersey, and literally no one else. (laughs) That's incredible. Now I'm curious, like, what your, both of your top three faves are. But um, this was hard because I'm not... I'm not as learned as other Disney fans, okay, if I'm being fully honest. So I went back and forth, and then I added a new one to my top three as of, like, two days ago. Wow, okay. I know, I know. This is really, it's like Sophie's Choice. I can't believe you're doing this to me. Um, Okay, I'm going to say Aladdin. I'm going to say Aladdin as one of them. This is in no particular order, by the way. Okay, okay, great. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah. Great. I love Mm -hmm. Aladdin. I love the Mm -hmm. colors. I love the music. I love Robin Mm -hmm. Williams. Mm. I love that Steve from Full House is the voice of Aladdin. I thought Aladdin was really fucking hot when I was a kid. I think he's still pretty hot now for a cartoon. He's very hot. (laughs) Yeah, he's kind of goofy. He has this, like, aw shucks, but, like, I'm a, he's like, he has an aw shucks vibe mm-hmm. while being like I'm gonna steal you an apple and then like get away you know yeah. and that's like, really hot to me. like yeah. he's kind of a bad boy yeah dangerous um, I like it 
And Jasmine, like, is just, like, so hot. And oh. I think that the scene where she was in the hourglass and, like, fully imprisoned by Jafar yes. like, was my first introduction to King without me realizing it. Yeah, that and Star Wars for me, like, with Princess Leia. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, you're like, I know that, she, like, Leia's not into Jabba the Hutt, but, like, something about being in, like, a metal bikini and being like, no, don't, is, like, kind of hot. It is. I'm like, I want that to happen. Wait, what? Yeah. Yeah, you're like, huh? Yeah. It's like, can't Han Solo and her do that together? And then, like, that's hot. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Um, so, okay. yeah. Oh, and I also love that Jasmine has a pet tiger because I have a pet cat. And I think cat ladies get a lot of guff in this world. And I'm just saying Jasmine sure. is the hottest cat lady of all time. Oh, my God. Yeah, I mean, that is a case. That is a case for a film, if I've ever heard one. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, I literally just asked you your top three favorite movies, and you're giving me, like, a full thesis on that. No, I'm like, I'm like, please take me to this doctoral, like, argument. I want to be in your thesis hearing. Let me give you a grade. Pass or fail, yeah, like you pass. I have, like, an overhead projector, and, like, I've pulled down a screen, and I have, like, a pointer and, like, glasses yeah. with no prescription. Oh, sure. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so Checks out. I Checks also want to make a case for Wreck-It Ralph. That's one of my favorites. Fuck. Yeah. I think that is one of the like most underrated yes! Pixar's. Yeah. It's ter- it is terrific. It is and John C. Riley is sensational. Oh! Sensational. I, I literally fucking cry like yeah. every time I watch it. And I think the message is so important. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, just teaching kids that like the things that make you a weirdo are actually the things that make you special. Absolutely. And also you can be, you can do bad things, but that doesn't make you a bad person. You can always yeah. grow and be better. And like, yeah. and I just think there's so many great messages. And I also like love the soundtrack. I love I just love the animation. I love Mindy Kaling as like a villain. Like I love all of it. Yes. And wait, is it Sarah Silverman? Is that Yes, that's Penelope. Oh my God. And like like having having someone who is such like an interesting low voice. I've talked about this a lot on a couple Mm -hmm. of other episodes, but how like princesses and heroines in most Disney films are skewed as sopranos. And I think that's horseshit. And all the female villains are altos. And I think Mm -hmm. that's insane. And I love that Sarah Silverman has such a wacky ass voice and is the lead of a fucking Disney movie. Oh my gosh, same. As an Amazing. adorable, misunderstood child. I love when yeah. she goes, Devil Stripe. Or when she goes, are you a hobo? I just, I could quote it all day. <laughs> That's amazing. Oh, I, also, I saw, what's his name, who plays Kenneth on 30 Rock, or whatever his name is. Who yes. does the voice of Fix It Felix. I saw him once at the grocery store, and I was <gasps> starstruck, not because of 30 Rock, but because I was like, holy shit, Fix It Felix is next to me, like, ordering his clothes heads, <sighs> and I'm freaking out. Oh my God. And he seems like the nicest person. Like, I'm convinced he is actually the nicest person. I really he hope was, that's true. He was, was he so polite ordering his okay. cold cuts. And we made like polite, like Midwestern eye contact with just that smile where you kind of like smile and look down. Just like, yes. I'm just acknowledging that there's a person right next to me. Okay, cool. Right, right. Because, that, because Midwesterners are not monsters, even though a lot of them are. But, you know, yeah, the pleasantry, I love that. Yeah, I love that. Lo- we love to see it. We love to see a pleasantry <laughs> over cold cuts. <laughs> And then my final favorite is new. It's Onward. I thought it was Mm. the best movie ever. And I cried the entire time. Like it unleashed something within me that I really needed to get out. And it was cathartic to watch. And I think that there needs to be more 
children's movies as someone who's lost, who lost a parent at the age of like 25, mm-hmm. uh, as, as someone who lost a parent young. Um, and I have a little sister who is 10 when my mom passed away. Like, I just think there needs to be more movies, more children's movies about grief and about losing somebody and about how you will find joy on the other side, but it's also okay to be really confused with how to, you know, emotionally process it. So I'm like, good yeah. on you, Disney, to like get that story out there in a way that just had so much heart and still was magical and beautiful to watch. I just loved it. Yeah, I I feel like, especially like the newer Disney Pixar, like combo films, like that one, mm-hmm. Frozen, Frozen 2, like they make okay. such a concerted effort to tell love stories that are never told, like love between siblings, you know, love between two women that is platonic, like, and then especially taking on, taking on something that I feel like maybe they touched on, you know, in early, early cartoons that were super dark, like Bambi, but like Mm -hmm. to, to really bring that to light with super famous actors voicing all the characters, Mm -hmm. I think that's so important. And so, I mean, so many children can relate to it. You know, I think that, I, yeah, I thought it was beautiful. It's such and a beautiful like, film. Yeah, and I think growing up, too, like, we saw The Lion King, which, you know, you get mm-hmm. that devastating scene where Mufasa dies. Spoiler alert. Uh, <laughs> if she just spoiled that for you, go fuck yourself. Like, what, yeah. what have you been doing for the past 25 years? Like, yeah, fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, um, you <laughs> but, um, <laughs> wow, yeah, that's a you problem. Yeah, that's a you problem. But, wow, 25 years, shit, I feel old now. Um, but, you know, we see Mufasa die, and then the way Simba copes with it is he gets run out of town by his fuck up uncle and then he basically makes friends with these like college frat brothers in the desert and just like eats like binge eats his way into oblivion and just kind of like wastes his life like sitting around like forgetting that he was sad forgetting about his past forgetting about his dad and it's like that's not really healthy you know and of course Simba eventually like gets his shit together but I liked you know I liked that in Onward we had this beautiful relationship between the brothers that's kind of strained because of the loss of the dad and they kind of figure that out going on this adventure together I thought it was great yeah it's I mean and the idea that like Disney couches that beautiful message in a magical world where mm-hmm. all of the mythical things that, you know, we dream about are normal. It's, it's so smart. It's so, so uh-huh. smart. Uh, I know. Okay. We'll do one about that too. Cause I was obsessed. Um, it, it, okay. If you could be any character in the Disney verse, all of the Disney verse, who would you be? really fucking hard okay so first my mind went to Megara because I think Megara is just like cool oh she's flawless but then I was like she's flawless she's iconic she has one of the best Disney songs of all time yes but I also don't want literally the lord of the underworld to be my pimp so I was like "Mm, it's not what you want so I'm gonna go with Jasmine because I know I already made a strong case but she wears a crop top like no one you've ever seen but still gets to wear like baggy pants that that you're comfortable in you can eat in yeah. Um, she's stunning. <laughs> she has a good relationship with her father. Yeah. She's a princess. She's rich as hell. You know, she's strong, makes her own choices. Just, yeah. She's amazing. I love her. I, I love that. Just like a sensible real housewife of Agrabah, <laughs> you know? <laughs> like, <Yes. laughs> yeah. And like, I feel like she is a princess who does put 
her father before herself, which mm-hmm. I make a VV hard case against Ariel for this and Sleeping Beauty, honestly. <laughs> but like, because I'm like, bitches are not selfless, except for like Jasmine, except for Belle, except for Mulan, obviously, who's like, oh, I will defend my entire family and a country because I give zero fucks and I'm such a badass. But I totally agree. I think Jasmine is wonderful and she's a fucking babe. She's so hot. She's such a babe and she has no problem calling Aladdin out and being like, um, excuse me, I'm going to check your ego right fucking now because that's not how this is going to go, sir. Yes. Yeah. She's like, I'm sorry, peasant. Like I, you know, I love that she's like, you know, I'm just going to like go out for a sensible walk amongst the people. Like, (laughs) you know, like, oh, I can't just take this apple. I have to give you coins. Like just a true dream. And like, again, that castle is so stunning. Like should we all be so lucky as I to get to be know. there? Ugh, it's I a stunner. Um, I am so stoked that you picked, I mean, truly a classic among all classics of the 90s, hitting right in 1995. The one, the only goofy movie, I, ah! Hannah, I, iconic. Like there is not, I'm so glad you said this because I was like, wait, yes, Yes, and um, Hannah Brown, you are Roxanne. Like, if there was a living, breathing human being who was Roxanne, it's you. You have the same hair. You have the perfect little button nose. Like, you, it's you, and that's it. That's the nicest thing that anyone's literally ever said to me in my life, because Roxanne is Babeville, USA, and she loves Max for who he is, which I think is really sweet. Yes. Yeah. She doesn't mind. Oh, my God. There were so many, like, daddy-son issues in this that blew my mind re-watching <laughs> it. I was like, Jesus fucking Christ. Like, you're like you're so embarrassed of your father who truly is the nicest human or dog. Yeah. <laughs> But that, but that's all to say, we start off the film and are immediately plunged into just a true, hard, fast, wet dream. Uh, that and that's what I said. <laughs> I was like, so the first scene is Disney's answer to a wet dream, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I'm sorry. Like you see, you see her like on a pedestal in a Grecian dress and then they and then they have like a full American beauty moment on the grass yes. like we are in and then he's awoken like out of his sleep that is a wet dream they're about to kiss it's a full wet dream and then he somehow in said wet dream converts to a nightmare where he turns into his father yes. <laughs> It's crazy. And I mean, the fear of turning into the parts of your parents that you dislike the most is so, so real to me as an adult. And I love this movie because yes, it gives you something when you're a kid, but then when you're an adult, you experience it in a whole new way. Yeah. Oh, truly. And like, I, I, I mean, I remember identifying with Max. Obviously, I wanted to be Roxanne because she's so hot. But, like, mm-hmm. I remember uh, really identifying with Max and being like, yeah, this is, like, what kids think. And I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> like, was I that big of a dick? I probably was. Like, being like, how dare you not know who Powerline is? Like, I'm sorry. Well, I- like, this is a singer named after, like, an instrument that, like, conducts power. Like, why would your parents know that? (laughs) I know. And also, this is the very first time in my life, and I've been obsessed with this movie since I was, like, five. This is the very first time I looked at Xavier Cougat, the Mambo King, (gasps) and his music was fun. Yes. Oh, 
my gosh, the music in this start to finish, like a slap after a slap, it all slaps. It's fire. I know. <laughs> it's I know. Fire. It really fire is. Soundtrack. And my uh, first uh, very large question was: Are all of these? Um, are all of these people? Uh, are they dogs? Is that what I'm supposed to take away? Because like, Go- Goofy's a dog. That's a I great think. question. <laughs> I think everyone is a dog. Yeah, and I thought, huh? Didn't didn't know that. Didn't notice that. Didn't. <laughs> Me neither. I just feel like these are people. And right. also, it's like they really phoned in like the level of dogness oh on, from character to character. Yes. Yes. You know, like Max has a floppy ear, but Roxanne yeah. has like just a nose and then like is human top to bottom. Right. Right. Uh, Yeah. The animation in this, I loved, I loved seeing how many times the animators were clearly like, I mean, fuck it. Like they clearly did not think this was going to be like a cult classic. Like it ended up being like, yeah, yeah, they, I mean, at the end, they literally give zero fucks. They're like, and then they float, you know, we'll get there, but they're like, oh, we just float them to Los Angeles. And like, and they throw in so many Easter eggs about like jokes about Mickey Mouse and then Donald Duck and Mickey are hitchhike. I was like, oh my God, these animators gave zero fucks because they knew this was not like, it was probably like the B squad, you know, like totally. (laughs) (laughs) they're like whatever no one's gonna watch this and then every 90s kid was like this is the best thing i've ever seen in my life yeah it's like meanwhile like the a squad is like animating like i don't know like hunchback notre dame or some shit and then the goofy movie people are like the freshmen who are like i guess we're making this movie let's just kind of do what we want to do no one's paying attention right right and as Max goes off to school that day, we are introduced with an amazing, like, Save by the Bell, last day of school, yes. like, clueless montage with After Today, um, oh. <laughs> which is still one of my favorite songs on a playlist I listen to often, you know? It's an iconic bop, a true homage to summer. And yes. I just want to say, I still want to be the hot blonde tan girl in the crop top oh, with the baggy yes. jeans, the amazing yes. Yes. I mean, I have to say the females in this film were drawn so thick. It was so exciting to see this. I was like, these girls are thick. Like they all have curves. Like none of them are like beep, beep, beep. I was like, that's great. Yeah. Again, the B team was like, we know what we like. You know, <laughs> we like tits and ass. That's what we're drawing. I love it so much. <laughs> um, and as we're meeting all of the characters, I am just so, so grateful to welcome Principal Mazur, who, yeah. I, like, as I was watching this, I was like, it does remind me of Clueless. And I was like, oh my fucking God, Mr. Hall is yes. Principal Mazur. Yes. Mind blowing. Mind blowing. Mind fucking blown. And I want to say that also every summer I like the last day of school, I was like, okay, this summer is going down. And I was always in a place of max, like wanting like a summer slash life blow up. And it literally never happened. Mm -hmm. Like high school wasn't great for me. And I was actually often in a very anxious place of PJ. 
just yes. like kind of on the verge of shitting my pants at all times. Yes. Like want to be cool really bad, but like yeah. not doing it. Oh, well. to- totally. I, I definitely identified uh, with Stacy. Just like oh, full yeah. braces, blossom hat, um, but 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 not with the super rich part, you know. Like totally. de- definitely more of a PJ. Yeah, just like terribly nervous and anxious all of the time, but usually wearing a hat, you know. Like, like you didn't you didn't have a power line goes rainforest party. You know, I didn't. I I really really um, would like to put shame on my parents for not giving me that. Um, right. Nor did I have like a giant. Uh, uh, like big screen TV. I was like, oh, right. None of them were flat screens. Big screen TVs weighed like 500 pounds. No, right. That's so crazy. God bless the 90s. Also, um, I just want to say, I really like the iconic line in the assembly when that kid goes, yo, Stacy, talk to me, talk to me, talk to me, <laughs> oh my god with uh, acne that yes. nerdy kid and she's like fuck off I'm in the middle of my speech yes and truly like there are so many lines in this movie I didn't realize how well I knew it like I knew <laughs> I liked it but then I was watching it I was like I know all of these words like I must have seen this at least a hundred times like what? <laughs> like my poor parents and they're like why is she watching this film about like you know having a bad relationship with her parents and then she's a dick after she watches it it's weird you know right um <laughs> uh we also meet Bobby Zimmer aka the truly iconic Polly Shore <laughs> oh my god I, like one of the best characters of all time I, I once saw Polly Shore at the coffee bean by my house and I literally stopped in my tracks and I was like, I just want to tell you, I loved you in a goofy movie. And he was like, thank you, man. Like he was, he was Bobby. Like he was fully in a place of Bobby. Wow. Just like by himself in like a tie dye t-shirt, like eating an egg sandwich. Oh my God. That yeah. makes me so happy. He, I mean, he's perfect. Like, and I love, I wonder, I'm like, did Polly Shore like Cheese Whiz? Like who came up with him having like a strong affinity for Cheese Whiz? It's such a can? good bit. It yeah. Really he is. and Erica Jane have that in common. Right. Right. <laughs> if Erica Jane was a character in the Goofy movie, obviously she would be Roxanne, but maybe she'd also be Bobby because, you know, she's a bad bitch. Like, you cannot label her. She doesn't give a fuck that people think cheese out of a can is disgusting. She's like, it's the leaning tower of cheese, a bitch. No. <laughs> the best wait, line also, in the whole movie. Mm-hmm. Wait, also, I want to ask mm-hmm. you something. Do you remember yeah. in the very end, I'm sorry, I don't want to make us backtrack, but in the very yeah. end of After Today, the hot blonde is like making out, is like making out by the bleachers with this like big brawny looking guy. Yes. And then during the assembly, he goes, hey, Roxanne, about Stacy's party. And he was about to invite <sighs> Roxanne to go to the party with him. And I was like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. I've seen this movie like 500 times. And I'm just noticing that this asshole was just making out with the hot blonde by the bleachers and mere moments later goes after impressionable young hottie Roxanne. I mean, what a fuck boy. I know. Wow. Wow. And I, I mean, they did really lean into the archetypes of high school. They're like, here are the losers. Here are the hot people. And yeah, Yeah. here's a fuck boy. Because even in 1995, while we didn't have the term for it, we could obviously identify with what it is and who it is. And the fuck boy was voiced by Joey Lawrence. I just (gasps) feel like I need to that of course it was Mm -hmm. oh my god yeah goofy so goofy is voiced by bill farmer who has played goofy i mean literally 
since I think the seventies, he has done every single goofy, anything. I mean, we have heard him thousands of times and thousands of different ways. And he, that voice, I still, I'm like, how, 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 how can you manipulate your voice to do something that crazy? It's crazy. It's It's crazy. It really is. Um, so we've showed up at the assembly, uh, fuck boys trying to hit on Roxanne. And meanwhile, Mm -hmm. like, Bobby Zimmer, PJ, and Max are like, hold on. We have literally rigged this entire assembly to be like a full-out extravaganza. Like, they're using the fucking fly system. Like, shit is wild and elaborate. And, I mean, truly, really dangerous, if we're being honest. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I'm just going to hook you into the fly system with, like, a literal crane hook or, like, a fish hook. Like, I'm like... Yeah, it was not super well thought out. And unfortunately, it does not go Max's way. No, it does for a little bit, though. I mean, I, I think this scene is fucking epic. Like, I got full body goosebumps when it started. And I still think Max is really hot in his Powerline outfit. <laughs> and it's just like, when you're a loser in high school, this is literally your dream, is to do that, like, fucking show-stopping yes. performance. Like, yes, like um, Love you know, Actually style. Yes, yes like, in the mm-hmm. auditorium. And then everyone after that just, like, looks at you differently. And you're just like, fuck yeah. I tried to do that in junior high. I tried to sing Don't Know Why by Nora Jones. <laughs> sixth grade talent show, and I was so nervous and no sound came out of my face and I just stood there trying for three minutes and that was that so I'm happy it went kind of better for Max yeah I'm I definitely had a similar moment when we had to present a decades project in my history class and I chose the 40s because I loved old movies I loved the 40s and so um and Greece technically was written in 1948 and mm-hmm. so I I sang there were things I could do, a uh, Rizzo song as an eighth grader in front of my parents, in front of um, probably 250 people. Um, and I wore a wig and I've never felt hotter. I, I recently saw footage of this and it was the most horrifying sound, the most horrifying look. I mean, I, it was I tragic. bet you were amazing. I don't fully believe you, but like I understand being traumatized by the shit you did as a child. So, the choice, it was a strong choice and a very wrong choice at the age of 13. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, okay. My question was about the assembly is like, okay, Roxanne is making eyes at him the entire time. So like, yeah. is the holdup like the holdup is that like Max cannot get up the nerve to like get it together and ask him. Is that the holdup? Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. It's like Roxanne clearly has a crush on him, too, like from the beginning of the movie. Right, right. Yeah. And he's so he's still so embarrassed. And I'm like, girl is like, I fucking you, like whether you're in the costume or not. Right, right. So just like fucking make a move. Stop trying to impress her. Just be yourself. Yeah. Like she likes your goofy self. Literally. Um, When we meet Goofy or when we follow him to work, he's like, like not only the sweetest dog, I'm going to call him a human, but it, like sweetest human alive, but he takes fucking children's portraits at basically like a Costco, essentially. I know. I've made a note <laughs> that literally says Goofy's job stresses the shit out of me. Yeah, I know. It's so stressful. I do really love the girl with the giant bow who is just screaming. Iconic. Iconic. Yeah, me. that's a mood. That's me. Yes, that is you. Right. <laughs> you, you have two sides of yourself, Roxanne and screaming portrait child with a giant bow in a yeah. Outfit. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> also, I still think that Goofy swallowing the squeaker is hilarious. <gasps> it's so sweet. It's he, so sweet. He's just so pure and like truly just 
like is so optimistic. And I didn't really like watching that as an adult. I was like, what an amazing person dog this is. Like he's so kind. So Um, kind. And I love that his foil is gigantic um, and uh, horrifying. And Mm -hmm. Pete like always has scared me so much, which I do think, which I think is ironic because Jim Cummings, who has voiced Pete forever, has also voiced Winnie the Pooh since the seventies. What? Yeah. He is truly voiceover royalty and Disney royalty. He has voiced Winnie the Pooh in every single thing that you've heard Winnie the Pooh in since the seventies. Insane. Oh my God, what a fucking icon. And then meanwhile, yeah. he can also play Pete, who literally Velcros that psychotic little girl to the set. He is horrifying. Sticks he's Velcro horrifying. on her ass and yes. Velcros her to the set. Yes, yeah. He's he's really, really terrible. And I also, I was so struck by like how he constantly makes Goofy question his parenting style. Yeah. That's so fucked up. Like it's none of your fucking business. And it truly is coming from a place of, you know, him throwing presents at his child and his child still like obviously not liking him that much. You know, there's some deep shame, very deep shame. Well, yeah. I mean, it's like, okay, Pete, like you're one to talk. Like maybe Max is a little angsty, but Pete like literally probably has diarrhea all the time because he's so afraid of you. And like, you can give your kid as many presents as you want, but if you're a Mm -hmm. scary parent, like you're going to damage your kid. Like as opposed to Max, who like at least has space to feel his feelings without feeling like scared of his dad. Right. And like, and then the fact that principal, Mazer, aka Mr. Hall, is like, oh, I'm also going to parent shame you. And like, yeah. I don't understand. Yeah, it's like, I don't understand what that's like. You know, I mean, neither of us have like human children, but we both have fur children. Yeah. And I'm like, if someone ever insults my cat's weight, like, I, I feel like a terrible person and then want to kill that person. You know what I mean? Like, totally. it's like, yeah. Like, <laughs> you ever like think about like, you know, if you ever choose to like have human babies, like, do you ever like think about what kind of parent you would be like? I look forward to the day, like if I ever choose to be a mom where I like call the school and I'm like, what the fuck did you just say to my kid? Like, I'm yes. going to be that parent. Yes. If, if yeah. the teacher's an asshole, like I'm going to call them out. Yeah. I mean, I definitely dream about being Laura Dern and big little lies. You yes. Know? Just like, not fine. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Like with a mix of like Reese Witherspoon, you know, it's like, yeah, yeah I want to, fi- I will fight. If you come for my kid, like I will literally end you you know yeah, yeah I, I do dream like about man and this is 40 like i want to yes, be like the mom yes. who's like not afraid to like call the bully's parent and like yes. if it's a dick don't get me wrong like i'll be like hey you're being a dick like stop totally like, right comes for my kid in a way that's fucked up i will end them you know oh oh 100 100 and mazar is like okay just so you know like your kid is going to get electrocuted like he's gonna get sent <laughs> to the electric chair and i'm so like, dark. It's so dark. I'm like, we all need to calm the fuck down. And meanwhile, Max has just like gotten a kiss on the cheek. Roxanne shows up in just like the chicest aesthetic. She's like sensible jean short, like not too short, tucked in tee, like cute little kids, like carrying her books, you know, because like apparently that's all you did in high school was like carry books around. Yes. I don't think I always had a backpack. Like I was like, wait, I don't understand what I never carried books, but I always was like, oh, surely this 
just the way to get my crush to notice me is to just Same. like drop all my shit on the floor and then be like, yeah. Oh, uh, and it, it didn't work out for me that way. <laughs> no, it never. I just usually ended up like running into something, you know, it was like, Same. I bent down just a full bend and snap, like, but mm-hmm. not the cute one. Yeah. Not, mm-hmm. not, not the good one. Um, I, I was curious when they start out, at the beginning of this journey, after he's gotten in so much trouble and listens to Pete's advice, Goofy does, for no fucking reason, he's like, okay, I'm going to take him on this trip because this is going to make us closer. It will be good for familial ties. Um, Where the fuck are they? Like, are they in, like, Cleveland? Because it's, like, a city somewhere. They show the map, and I'm like, that's not the shape of a state, but I think it's Ohio. Like, Okay, that's what I speculated as well because I was like, okay— Because then I was thinking, I mean, I don't want to jump ahead, but like later when he's like, Max, you can navigate us. I'm like, where the fuck are they? Because the continuity of this road trip is wild. It really is. You have have to pass through Idaho, Lake Destiny, Idaho, to get to Los Angeles, presumably. But yeah, I had questions there too. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Again, I think, I I think, and I appreciate that the animators and like storyboard writers were like, what the fuck ever? Let's just get him to Los Angeles. Like, you know. (laughs) states or states or states like they just didn't care and we also get the bop standout which Uh, i mean really really like because once standout happens i'm like fuck yeah like max is high school royalty this is amazing like i cannot wait to get to la so we can groove on some more power line because it's amazing it's great tunes I need yeah. more than two Powerline songs in existence. Like, I'm not okay with it. Yeah, yeah, I think so too. And, like, and I didn't, the flow of the movie gets a little muddled for me because I'm like, so, I'm like, so here for the Powerline. I'm so here for Max. But then he's such a fucking dick in the car to his dad. And, like, oh. and, and, like, when they show up or, like, when they get to the fucking campsite, and of course, Stupid Pete has to be there with his like RV that has a fucking bowling alley question mark and yeah. like and like everything is marble. It's like basically like half the size of Lisa Vanderpump's home. And I'm like, what? Like what? How rich is Pete that he is still working at this Costco photo like shop? I just yeah, the continuity. I have questions. Valid questions. Wait, can I also say I was mm-hmm. thinking when Max goes to say goodbye to Roxanne and mm-hmm. her dad like shows up yeah he literally reminded me of like joe judice with red hair 100 percent growling and burly and just like only loves his daughter and no one else yeah and it's like a (laughs) full-on pitbull like i love that they put in like some pitbull shame they're like hey just in case you forgot pitbulls are bad like disney get it together how dare you but yeah yeah just like a meaty juicy joe judice moment for sure for sure yeah (laughs) Um, and she does oh yeah she kisses him on the cheek it's super cute and Goofy's like cool 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 I'm just gonna like film I'm gonna film with like a full on video camera while I'm driving he's super reckless I mean I made a note that said Goofy is an extremely reckless driver (laughs) videotaping reading etc and he's it's so true he's just trying so so hard he all he wants to do is please Max Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. oh it's so tough and then we get those like cute little easter eggs I love that Mickey and Donald are like 
<laughs> just like hitchhiking on the side of the road. Like, why not? I love, I, yeah, I love that the animators threw shade at Disney. I was like, I don't know why this is here, but like, I'm super into this. And like, on their drive from Cleveland, per se, they, uh-huh. I was like, this is either like Newport, Rhode Island, or it's like Cleveland. And, yeah. um, and the amount of stuff they have brought with them on this journey is oh insane. My insane i know when you first get that shot of like goofy's like broke down car like heaped with just like an unclear like just a bunch of objects wrapped in like brown with like yes. rope around it like yes. i literally almost had like an anxiety attack i was like why are you bringing so much stuff and why are you putting it on top of your shitty little car yes yes <laughs> And I love one of my favorite scenes is, which I truly think is throwing so much shade at Disney World, is when they go to, what is it, like the possum Lester's patch? possum park. Yeah, the possum Lester's <laughs> possum park. I love, I fucking love, I love that they make fun of it absolutely is making fun of Disney World. And I didn't notice that at all. But as an adult, then seeing a character go up to him and try and hug him, and he slaps the character so fucking hard across the face that the head spins around. I was like, this is fire. I love it. I made a note that I still think this scene is hilarious, too. And I said, I still laugh at that terrifying little girl singing next to (gasps) Max. She's like, no, no. Yes. Yeah. And she has like two teeth. Yeah. But also it's like, it is such a real thing when you like, you know, grow up and you're obsessed with like, you know, whatever local theme park is in your small town state. Like for me, it was like Six Flags Great America in Illinois, in Gurney, Illinois. And you go when you're a little bit older to like the attractions that you went to when you were like three and there's like a kid in a diaper next to you, like screaming and laughing and having the best time. And you're like, holy fuck, why am I here? Like I'm 12 now and like I'm too old for this. Yes, yes, 100%. We had Branson Mm -hmm. and uh, AKA Silver Dollar City, which is like um, Mm -hmm. actually like kind of a cool amusement park, but it's basically like old timey and Christian and you can like make candles and they have <laughs> cool, cool run. <laughs> And they have cool roller coasters, but I don't like roller coasters. So that wasn't cool for me. So I made a lot of candles when we went there for Girl Scouts. <laughs> and then we also had, we literally, th- this I think I if I swear if the animators didn't base it like um, the Possum Park off of Dog Patch, which was a true you can look it up on the internet. It um it no longer is active and now just sits there like decaying. This like old fucking amusement park with water slides and it was like so hillbilly and so oh hick. God. It is true. You should look it up because the pictures are terrifying. But I was like, wait a minute, is this Dog Patch? Did someone go to Dog? Why was the name dog patch like what is a dog patch like oh my god i'm making it out right now okay please i also love when max goes this is pathetic and then you have those characters Buford, Beulah, and mordecai and mordecai like can't even make it out of his little hole and he's like spraying sparks the entire time i know oh my god and like truly i think also making fun of chuck e cheese like there there is some shade in there for sure like yeah they're like oh do you work at chuck e cheese we work with disney bitch you know like yeah (laughs) they're not fucking around and once they once they stop for the night they're like have to endure like Pete with his fucking octopus in his tank. Yes. And um and meanwhile, like I was like, Max, 
you've never seen a fucking fishing rod? Are you fucking kidding me? Are they called rods, I think? Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, like, have you never fucking seen one? Like, don't be such a dick to your dad. That was my through line throughout the entire thing. I know, like, he sees it for the first time and he's like, a stick? It's like, fuck off. Yeah, come on, you know what a stick looks like city yeah. boy like you grew up in Cleveland at best okay yeah exactly yeah and meanwhile Disney animators were like how do we spice this up let's bring in a folklore legend and have Bigfoot have like a, a 10 15 minute scene um interacting with Goofy and Max like what the actual fuck <laughs> literally why not you know what I mean like I think about the people who like wrote this movie like sitting around and being like okay so what do we do here because yes. we still what need we this much more until they get to LA and someone's like why don't we I mean they're in the woods I let's mean, just have Bigfoot come yeah they're like fuck it you know it's like snowing they're like abominable snow whatever let's just like get it going yeah like they truly were burning the midnight oil they had run out of ideas in the writer's room they're like <laughs> we need something we need something right now um and they spend the night with Bigfoot essentially sleeping on top of their car. Um, <laughs> and I, I like this moment, which then kind of ties into like my overall takeaway was like, don't be a dick to people who are older than you because they know shit. Like, don't uh-huh. spend, you know, like, Goofy actually knows shit. And Max keeps being like, wow, I didn't know you actually knew anything about anything. Right. Like, come on. I know. I also want to say I really like how many bits they gave Bigfoot. Yes, yes. Like, when he fucked up Goofy's video footage, I was like, yes. this is, like, the full 2020 vibe. Like, Corona is Bigfoot, and then all of yes. our plans are the fucked up video footage. <laughs> 100%. <laughs> and then how he's soothed by a tape deck like he's Uh soothed by like Saturday Night Fever he's like and he moonwalks back I was like this is so fucking insane like who came up with that and meanwhile while Max can't sleep we get one of my favorite lines in the entire movie which is how many cups of sugar does it take to get to the moon and then falls back asleep iconic iconic Iconic. He's so cute. And they have that sentimental little moment over the high dad soup, which is yes. so sweet. And also the soup looks delicious. It does look, it, yeah, it does look really delicious. And they heated it up with like a fucking cigarette lighter. Oh my God. <laughs> I love the subtle anti-smoking message when Goofy uses the lighter and he goes, this is good for something. Like oh, I would never use it to yes. smoke, but I'll use it to heat up my soup. Oh my God. I didn't notice that. Yes. Oh my God. That's brilliant. <laughs> um, and Max starts writing a postcard to Roxanne and has basically like an existential crisis. Um, and uh, meanwhile, kicks the the dash um, or the glove compartment. And then we get the map, which inspires his like master plan. And like, that's when shit like really pops off, I feel like. It really does. Yeah. Um, and he decides to redo the map, um, you know, has a lot of guilt about it, but doesn't change it. They go on their way. They -hmm. happen to stop at a diner and Goofy announces that he is now going to be the navigator, um, which also makes me so nostalgic because I was always my dad's navigator when we didn't have iPhones. Like we like had fucking maps with highlighters, you know, Um, I'm so old. Yeah, I'm so fucking old. Um, But then we get to the like underwater, like Eleganza Hotel. And this 
is this, for some reason, this scene is burned so, so, so deeply into my brain. Like, mm-hmm. um, and I love, again, another Easter egg, the aerial yes. light switch. I was like, fuck, they're so smart. They're so smart. And I love, like, I think a waterbed in the 90s was, like, yes. peak goals. So the yes. fact that there was not only a waterbed, but a waterbed with, like, live fish in it, I was like, this is the coolest motel I've ever seen in my life. Okay, so fun fact. We had one of those waterbeds, and <gasps> I asked my mom so many fucking times if we could put fish in it because I didn't understand why they would die. I was like, they won't die. It's in a Goofy movie. She was like, they'll die. They can't survive. <laughs> you can't feed them. I was like, I'll put, wa- like, food through the hole. She was like, absolutely not. Like, we definitely went through like two different waterbeds because they would always fucking pop. It was crazy. Always. I never had a waterbed, but like, literally, what a troll when it starts popping. Cause, like, what are you supposed to do with it? Like, drag it outside as fast as you can? Like, yes, yes. And then, and then inflatable f- furniture became a thing. So oh, it wasn't as big of an issue. Oh but. my God. I had a hot pink inflatable chair and it was everything. And it made me oh. so sweaty when I sat on it. Yes. I want it. <laughs> I want it again. <laughs> Give me it. Yes, give it to me. And then fucking Pete shows up again and acts like the cops and like trolls them and just so he can plug in his fucking RV. And then, of course, because he's the worst, overhears Max talking about his plan with PJ. And then shit gets fucked. It's all Pete's fucking fault. I know. Pete, like, comes from a full place of Randall Emmett being like, oh, the cops! And, you know, scaring Uh, the shit out of poor, sweet Goofy. So insensitive. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, Goofy is in a place of Tom Sandoval being like, who? (laughs) (laughs) And then, God, I cannot stop. I have a problem with all these parallels. No, Um, no. Um, Are you kidding? Everything everything goes back to VPR. Like, if, if you are listening and things do not go back to Vanderpump Rules, I would love for you to take the rest of your quarantine and binge because nothing will make more sense. Everything It's like watching Star Wars for the first time. You're like, oh, I get what people have been talking about for 50 years. That's right? how I feel about Vanderpump Rules. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> I'm like, I also want to know, like, why, if Pete is such a good parent, why did he mm-hmm. suddenly decide to drag PJ on a road trip where he's literally following their path? Like, yeah. Like, why are you even here right now? Yeah. Yeah. What is your deal? It's clearly because I... I mean, I think he has a lot of issues. He knows he's not a good parent and he can't stand the fact that like a dad and a son could have a good relationship because he'll never have that with his son. Totally. I feel like Pete also is like Jax as a dad. Yeah. 100%. That has never been truer, especially after this current season. Totally. (laughs) Yeah. And so after he shows up, Like, the cover is fucking blown. And then the next day in the car, like, shit is tense as fuck. Yeah. And Goofy is like, okay, fine. I'm going to give you this Sophie's Choice, just to bring that full circle. Yeah. I'm going going to (laughs) – you should always bring that full circle. Um, I'm going to test you by, like, you know, by giving you a fork in the highway, and I'm going to see which one you choose. And he obviously picks the one heading towards LA because who wouldn't who the fuck is gonna go to Idaho over Los Angeles I'm sorry not me not me and then they're like skidding on the side of a highway they're like smashing into Red Rocks National Park it's like fucking crazy and then they fall in the water 
And yet they're still just like rafting along. The car is, flo- I have so many questions about the car continuing to float yes. um, for like 30 minutes of the film, you know? And like, well, that's the thing is they start fighting and the car takes off because it's been a piece of shit car this entire time. Mm-hmm, and we get mm-hmm. that like Aaron Copeland-esque like Western music. Yes, yes. Like full five-all, you know? Yes. We're like, yeah, 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 totally. And they're so busy fighting that no one seems to care that their car is literally like about to fall off a cliff and then it plunges into water. And yeah, I also love the part where Goofy breaks the handle of the car and Max goes, see, you ruin everything. I was like, the shade of that line. The shade. It's like such a teenager dick thing to say. (laughs) You know, like, go fuck yourself. What a dick, Max. I know. I felt so much worse for Goofy as an adult than I did as a kid. I was like, leave him alone. And yeah. he's doing his best. And I kept writing down, I was like, all he wants is to be a part of his life. And yes. that is like that hit me in the feels so fucking hard this time watching it as an adult. I'm like, of course that's all he wants. And then like as they're floating along, we get the sweetest little nobody else but you song. Oh, I cried. I, I did. did too. I did too. It makes me feel all the fucking things. I know. And they're like, don't worry. We'll just get sucked into like a water vortex tornado and then it'll still spit us out and the car out. We're still on top of the car. But like, it's fine. It's like, this is pure sorcery and like the defiance of physics. Like, none of this makes sense, but no one cared. Again, the animators are like, and then they fall into a thing, but then they get yeah. out. Let's and just the, keep right, it moving. Right. It's totally fine. Um, of course, they have to get into some antics, and there is, like, a treacherous waterfall, and Max is, like, literally on the brink of death, and then he's saved by a mystery parachute, question mark? Yeah, but, it's like, yes, you're right, because Max is floating with the parachute. Parachute. Like, yes. I think maybe presumably it's something from the car that like gets caught on him yes. and then turns sure, into sure, a parachute. Sure, but then he sure, does sure, like, sure, 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 Well, also this entire scene, like I'm antsy because of the obvious reasons why I'm antsy. Like they're literally about to like fall off a waterfall and die. And like the car is totally fucked. But I also right. am antsy because I know that we are mere seconds away from eye to eye, which is, I, th- I would argue that you pretty much stick around this entire movie to get to the end because it's oh. so satisfying. Oh, one. 100%. You know? Yeah. So, like, and yeah. Then he rescues him with the perfect cast. And you're the like, the perfect sure. cast. I know. Just like, so, oh my God. Like, yeah, at this point, the animators are like, full fucking speed ahead. Um, let's not question anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll just literally float to Los Angeles in the mystery car par- parachute, like mm-hmm. two full grown dogs, dog mm-hmm. humans. And mm-hmm. they end up in LA somehow in instrument cases. No one, no one knows. Like, n- you know, no one's explaining to us why, but we don't, I never questioned that as a child. I I didn't either. I just thought it was cool how they could contort their bodies to fit in the music cases. I was like, oh, goofy. Like you can make your body into the shape of like a guitar. Right. Right. I'm like, you're so cool and crazy. You're so kooky. Yeah. And And also like, I, well, I wanted to ask you, do you think Powerline is more based on like a Prince or a Michael Jackson? I mean, I think 
I think it is a strong, strong case for 50-50 of each because uh-huh. he, I, as I was watching this, I was like, that's Prince. But I was like, but he sings and dances like Michael Jackson. Yes. There's yeah. a lot of like swiveling of the hips yes. and like little like <laughs> yes. moments. Oh my dances. God. And his voice <laughs> like, is amazing. I know. He's like so I know sexy. Michael Jackson is canceled, but like in 1995, like it was, it was the oh. coolest blending of musicians oh. you could do. I mean, if you can make a movie called Space Jam and put Michael Michael, like Michael Jordan into a film with all of the Looney Tunes, like you can create a, you can create a character out of Michael Jackson. Like it's, I mean, absolutely. And that's so perfect because it's like, yeah, it's like the cool vibe of Prince and then a hundred percent the talent. I mean, not that Prince is untalented. He he was brilliant, but like, yeah, you know, like that level of artistry and talent of Michael Jackson. It's so true. So true. Um, And we are in like full, full show mode. Like they're fucking backup dancers, like in living color style. Like it is 90s, 90s moment. Like everything that, yeah, everything that we love about a 90s performance is there. You know, just like a Moulin Rouge situation of like being chased by like a scary bodyguard through the like rafters is happening. Like, yes. Yeah. Just like, that's a great parallel. Yes. Yes. And as you said, like we have been fucking waiting waiting for this moment. And then of course it is saved after Goofy has been electrocuted in like a giant crystal ball. It is saved by the (laughs) one and only perfect cast, which I wish I could do, but my body doesn't contort like a dog cartoon. I know they like flutter their feet, like on an angle and then land and like point to the side. (laughs) Also, I want to say that Stacey is a great fucking friend because they're all at her party, like watching the concert and Max is nowhere to be seen. And Roxanne's looking like a little anxious and stuff. Stacy just Stacy. Whoa, that was Freudian. <laughs> Stacy, ah! no, get Stacey, out of my head. I know. Stacy like leans in and just quietly tracks and goes, "Don't worry, he'll be there." Like she's no, so sweet and she supportive. Is. She is just like a cutie little blossom. She's yes. so sweet. <laughs> and and then they all, yeah, they get to show up, Pete. They get to show up, everyone. It truly was my dream. Like I don't know why I needed to like feel vindicated and prove everyone how talented. I was like, yes. what, who, what was I trying to prove? But I dreamed about having a moment like this, like with the Spice Girls. I was like, and then the Spice Girls call me on stage. I don't know why yes. I was British, you know? <laughs> yeah, so like they, you know, I'm in like a matching outfit to Scary Spice and I yes. know all the choreo and they like yes. think I'm amazing and cool. <laughs> right, right. And then, yeah, it's like, and we do my choreo that I just like create on the spot. Like, and it's, you know, it's like slays everyone. Like, what was I thinking? Yeah, and then you're trying childhood bully like sees you on the tv and they like spit out their fucking you know drink and they're like what okay yes. i'm not gonna lie tyler like i'm yes. an adult woman mm-hmm. but i run on like revenge fantasies like i do too nothing <laughs> fuels me more in this world yes. than like manifesting the perfect scenario like what will i be wearing what will i be doing who yes. wronged me will see me on their tv and shit their fucking pants because i will have made it Yeah, no, I definitely, I mean, I feel like I, like, that was one of the things I've always loved so much about you is that I, like, I connect with that a lot. And I think because I've always believed in, like, 
oh, like there's no greater revenge than success. And like, you know, it's like, yeah, oh, my fantasy is just like, if you've wronged me, I want you to be forced to hear my voice fucking everywhere. You know, it's like that. I want to haunt your dream. Yes. (laughs) Yeah, I totally get that. It definitely fuels me too. Like maybe that's like, like the, like the one nth of me that actually identifies as an Aries, but it's definitely in there for sure. Yeah. I mean, like for me, I'm a Leo. So like none of this is shocking literally at all. Yeah. But But that's why we connect. Yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent. Fire signs, fire signs. And like, as Beyonce once said, always stay gracious. Best revenge is your paper. Yes. Yes. It's true. (laughs) Needless to say, he gets his paper. He gets his revenge. Yes. He gets to go back in the car that made it through the Colorado River, question mark. Um, Well, sure. (laughs) Right. Why not? At this point, why the fuck not? The car is its own character, but they go back, immediately go to Roxanne's house. They get to have a moment. We see little Joe Judice dad again. (laughs) And then, and then Goofy gets, you know, the car explodes. He has a Goofy moment, but then Max introduces him to Roxanne. I know. It's so sweet. It really is. It's just like, it's such a quintessential, nonsensical 1990s Disney film. Like, yeah, all the rules are broken. It's not a fairy tale. Like, it's just so like brazen and ballsy and like, just free and ridiculous. And that's why I think everyone loves it so much because it doesn't make any sense. Yes. And I think like, and I think everything about it is just so fucking nineties. Like, yeah. because, because unlike the other nineties Disney movies, it's not a fairy tale. So it's like, it takes place right. in like what the world looked like in 1995. And so I think yeah. especially now there's this like really glorious nostalgia about the way the whole story is presented, the animation, yeah. the clothes they're wearing, the music. Yeah. And the credits, even the font in the credits yes. is so 90s. It is. It's very, yeah, it really is. It's like, it, and then I feel like the only other movie that's done this is like Emperor's New Groove. You know, it's like that yeah. similar mm-hmm. like insanity. Um, what do you, what would you say your biggest takeaway is from the film? Oh, I like, would say, what were you going to say? Oh, I was going to say, or like, yeah, like the moral or whatever, whatever that means to you. Well, I think it definitely has to do with what you said earlier about like, just like respect your fucking elders and know that like they have wisdom to bestow upon you. And also I would say like, I think being an angsty teenager is cool, but also just like always appreciating your parents and all the things they do for you and always taking the, I mean, unless you have like a really fucked up relationship with your parent, which like, I'm not gonna, you know, I can't speak to that. But like, but by and large, I think just like, appreciating your mentors, your elders, your parents, whoever, for exactly who they are and realizing that, like, even if you're embarrassed by your parents when you're a kid, like, they, I don't know, they make you who you are and some of the things that make you special. Like, I'm finding out in adulthood, like, there's so many little quirks of mine that I thought were mine and I'm like, oh, no, this is my fucking mom. Like, I'm turning into my mother. And I think always like people always say that like oh my god I'm turning into my mother like in this really like frightened way but I think like there's just something to be said for like celebrating your parents and the things that they pass on to you that's that's beautiful I couldn't agree more I mean yeah it's so I think it's so true and I think it's like a film about how 
you know, it's so hard for parents to have children grow up, but then it's also hard as a child to have your parents grow up, you know, like Mm -hmm. really to see them as adults and, Mm -hmm. um, and not see them as like a parent, you know, and it's, I think there's something like so, so beautiful about the growing pains that come out of, you know, making it through your teenage years with your parents. Like there's just something really special about that. And, and I love that, again, it kind of brings home this message, which so many of the movies in the nineties did. Um, I was just talking about beauty and the beast the other Mm -hmm. day. And it was like, oh, the idea that like your eccentricities don't like, and your weirdness are something to be cherished, you know, and like, and they make you who you are and they make you lovable and you love people like, despite any of that, you know, or in spite of any of that. And I think that's, yeah, I think that's so great. And that's my favorite thing about this movie is like being goofy is great, you know? Yes. And like, and also it's like, if you have a crush on someone and they don't like your fucking weird laugh, then they're not the person for you. And Goofy even says that towards the end. He's like, I'm worried that Roxanne's going to hate me forever if I tell her the truth. And Goofy's like, well, if that's the case, then she's not the person for you. So I think when picking, when pursuing your crush, your crush should be someone who appreciates you and all of your little weird isms that you may or may not have inherited from your parents. One hundred percent. I want to ask you something really quick. Yes, I would love that. I, this has happened to me with this movie. I don't really want to, I, I just want to see if you experience this. Mm-hmm. Since I was a little kid, when the credits start in the end, I'm mm-hmm. so sad, mm-hmm. but I'm also like the song Eye to Eye starts playing in the credits mm. and you get that 90s font. And I'm like, wow, look how much fun we just had. Yes. Like I want to rewind the movie and start all over. And Same. I want to know if you experience that too when you watch Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Yeah. I, like I finished it and I was like, everyone should watch this in quarantine because right? it, there, there are no consequences. It's just fun and ridiculous. And like, that's what it's like pure escapism. And that's Mm -hmm. what like, yeah, I mean, that's what Disney does so well. Like I was fully transported. I laughed so hard. I learned something. I felt like I questioned things. And Mm -hmm. then I was like, this music is fire. Take me back. Let's do it again. Let's circle back around. I'm so glad I'm not alone in that because that's exactly how I felt. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. I'm I'm just so grateful that you took the time to chat about this iconic film that we both love so fucking much. It was such an honor having you on BDE, Hannah Brown. Oh, my God. This was such a blast. Thank you so much for having me. I could literally go on for another five hours about this film um, because it's incredible and you're incredible. And I'm so honored to be a, a guest on BDE. I have to say. Oh, thank you. I can't wait to talk to you again soon. I know. Love you so much. Love you. Thank you for joining me for another episode of BDE Big Disney Energy. We'll see you real soon. 